0: Welcome back to the podcast everyone, this is Good Morning Toy World, I am your host Logan and I am going to be providing you with all kinds of semi-premium toy related content. Your host with the most, your ghost with the most, that's Beetlejuice. Uh, Joining me via satellite is the man with the masterpiece, Tosaka Tony. What up Tony, say hello to the people.
1: Hello to the people out there, welcome to Toy World again.
0: <laughs> Toy world
1: felt okay. right. It felt right. Toy world <laughs> begins.
0: Sweet. Uh, let's launch right into some some stuff. Um, a dude from the Philippines. This is a good way to start a story. Oh, all right. A dude from the Philippines who goes by Quicks, which is spelt much differently than you would expect. It is Q U I C C S. So, buddy does. Bullet Punk, which you are familiar with a bit, Tony?
1: Oh, I, I definitely am, yeah. I'm actually looking at his Instagram right now. Sweet.
0: Uh, so Buddy does these vinyl art toys, designer toys, with a, a real cutesy sort of skull going on, with some Gundam-esque helmet action, and some, some pointiness in all the right places. You may or may not have seen his stuff. It is pretty sweet. It's it's definitely that clash of like urban... Toy culture, like floppy shoes with the stripes, the Adidas kind of kind of shoe, and the the hooded uh, hoodlum sort of thing going on where there's hoods involved. What I'm trying to get at is, uh, designer urban vinyl is <laughs> this guy's forte. <laughs>
1: you're doing good. You're doing good. I I I'm getting the gist of what you're saying. Yeah, the this, this designer. Started off doing kind of like more vinyl toys, more, uh, more of like underground stuff, and it looks like he's going into another big exciting project, which um, Logan will be telling us about.
0: Which is one six, so he is doing a one six figure of his Bullet Punk character, which has a name that is very Stormtrooper esque in its combination of letters and numbers. It's TQ sixty three. So he's created this character and this character is now coming, uh, in the 12 inch, uh, kind of toy that's wearing pants and a hoodie (laughs) and all kinds of fun stuff. (laughs) I I hope that, uh, my description is accurate. I mean, how would, how would you describe this guy's character? Yeah, it's,
1: it's pretty accurate. I mean, it's very, um, it's very like Hotline Miami meets Tomorrow Kings is kind of the best way to describe it. So, like, um, I remember the first thing I saw of his, the one six. I think it was just a really small release he did. And it was, um like, this this guy wearing all red, like, an all red, like, Letterman jacket with the, the white and all that, but it had the cool, like, skull helmet. It was a bit more Iron Man looking, if I remembered correctly. Uh, and he came with a baseball bat, which is pretty fucking solid, to be honest. Like, any like, no matter what, there's just something about a baseball bat that's like, this person's kind of insane. You don't don't really want to mess around with someone with a baseball bat. It's like someone coming at you with a box cutter, but more blunt and long.
0: It's an intimidating weapon. I mean, it's the weapon of baseball fury, the freaky baseball mimes from the Warriors. Oh God,
1: so. yes. <laughs> Come out and play.
0: <laughs> So, how I would have, like, described this guy's stuff is, like, Samurai Pizza Cats meets the Boondocks.
1: Yeah! That is perfect, actually, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's got that very, almost anime, but not, like, hardcore 80s anime. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to describe. It's, like, almost kind of like a cutesy anime, but not really. It's it's not quite Ninja Scroll, it's not quite Pokemon, it's somewhere weirdly in the middle.
0: On one end of the spectrum, it's Pokemon, yeah. and the other is Ninja Scrolls. So, like, one is really like wholesome. Uh, gotta catch 'em
1: alls. Yeah, believe in yourself. Or and some then shit.
0: the other end of the spectrum is like real, like gritty, rapey.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one involves tentacles. You don't know how, but it will, and really? they'll come get you. They're no gonna matter show what. up. They're just
0: just you wait. I don't think a single podcast has gone by where we don't say the word tentacle.
1: I I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> i think we need like a little a little clicker like a little ding machine anytime tentacle comes up so that that would make me happy
0: in post just throwing in sound effects every time we say tentacle yeah <laughs> just that really corny like roger rabbit like car horn like Arr! like that kind of yeah. <laughs> sound every
1: time <laughs> everyone's gonna think it's far much worse than it is though it's like, oh man, then they totally <laughs> took him out with the Auga. Yeah, just like, right down the throat. So, <laughs> kind of spit roast them with an Auga. <laughs> uh, not many podcasts you hear, uh, hear a spit roast being brought up. Anyway. Um,
0: <laughs> I was going to say the spit roast quarterly, but I unsubscribed. It's a bit, a bit much.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer the magazine. Uh I mean, they say print media is dead, but but <laughs> Spit Rose Quarterly was pretty fantastic. I mean, just the quality images that they that they put with the articles. I that's all I was into. It was mostly just the articles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So> <laughs> um but yeah, I, I really like his stuff. Uh it's one of those things where it's like, "Oh man, I really want one of these super limited art toys that this this guy is doing." Um and i th- I'm pretty sure the this newest bullet punk he's kind of keeping the letterman jacket um letterman jacket, kind of like black jeans, the Adidas style shoes, but the helmet is a bit more Gundam styled this time, so it's got like that v crest uh which is pretty sweet, and he's got like this weird giant butterfly knife sword type thing, which is much more detailed than just your standard baseball bat. So that's kind of mm-hmm. exciting,
0: yeah. And the gun so, is like sort
1: of a weird foldy,
0: flippy, dippy, like submachine gun kind of thing going on. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a very ambitious figure this time around. I mean, not saying the one before wasn't, but just like the, like just the the, qual- the quality. What I can see for the quality and like how much like machining went into producing the uh, the helmet and the weapons and everything. Just it looks pretty phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I mean it's really it's really ambitious to uh to do flippy dippies on your first project, like your first one six project to provide accessories that have flippy dippies as I'm calling.
1: Oh it. yeah. <laughs>
0: you know, things that flip and dip.
1: That's <laughs> flip and dip while you can grip and sip.
0: Oh my. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not only do we provide you a semi premium. Toy contact. We also give you some sick fucking rhymes.
0: Yeah, tight rhymes. If it fits it sits, baby.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> um but yeah, no, so I, I I'm I'm looking forward to see what this guy comes out with. Um it looks like he's been doing a lot of stuff with uh clothing lines and everything too, so mm-hmm. he's uh he, he's getting out there in the world, which is really cool, really good for him.
0: I think it's it's excellent to to see um, someone come from uh, sort of the urban designer vinyl scene uh, and do mm-hmm. some and do something in 1 six which is a little bit I don't know they're not they're not a disconnected concept they're not like they're not two different ball games but like I don't know rarely do you see someone come from that am I am I making sense or am I rambling?
1: No, 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 no. It, it does make sense. I mean, there there is that overlap with the like. This is more than just a toy. It's it's an art piece, and I feel a lot of vinyl collectors and a lot of one six collectors have the exact same mindset. So there's there's quite a bit of overlap, but you don't really see a lot of one six guys going and producing their vinyl, or again, vice versa, like you were saying, with a lot of uh, vinyl guys doing one so, it it's usually people just kind of stick in their own field and there's not mm-hmm. a lot of that overlap. So um it's it's kind of cool. I mean, the things that he's been releasing though, they're very they're very clean. Um from some of the custom vinyls I've seen him produce, they're very like rusted and gritty. Um almost kind of like a drill one style if uh if you guys out there know of famous vinyl artist named drill one he does lots of crazy different pet uh, patina rust styles and just like burrs the shit out of his figures and everything and it looks fantastic and I, I i love his stuff um so it's it's a completely different style of of figure for when he does his vinyl and then you see the mass produce and it's just this this crisp clean wicked looking guy so it's maybe that's his him stepping out of his comfort zone i'm just like well if i'm gonna if i'm gonna do something different i'm gonna do it all the way i'm gonna completely switch formats like you know dabbled in in with the red guy and now let's do this this black and white dude let's let's get her done as they say in the south
0: yeah i want to i want to live in a in a toy world where creatives that are doing um uh, designer, designer toys are able to take their concepts and apply them to a slightly different medium within the toy realm. I think that's really, really cool.
1: Oh, totally. No, it's like, um, you see a lot of, a lot of artists out there and stuff too. I mean, it's, there's only so much you can do and so so much in the style that you can do before you have to switch up. I mean, uh, like, with, with, with Sucklord, actually, a, a resin guy out in New York. I'm sure tons of people have heard of him. He started off doing just bootleg, like, shitty bootleg toys of, of Star Wars guys. And it almost kind of, like, stagnated with him, and he's like, I don't know what to do. So he just started doing, like, figures on wood panels. Like, not even, not even resin ones, just mashups of these gnarly old toys that you'd find at like garage sales and swap meets and then he'd like slap on uh, a pabst blue blue ribbon chunk of box throw down a figure on it card it up and be like "Let me be three hundred dollars please and now he's he's switching up again completely and he's doing i believe prints so silkscreen prints and he's been in the toy scene for quite a while like don't quote me, but at least I wanna say like ten ish less less than ten years, but he's he's been around for a while. And
0: He's been with us for about a bajillion years, I think.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um I remember going to the island a few times. Yeah, probably about like well, I don't wanna numbers myself or anything. But like going quite a few years back when I was making my semi-regular island t- trips and seeing my first suckler piece in person, just being like, "What is this? And why is this eighty dollars?" <laughs> and I I needed it. I didn't I didn't get it until much later. But
0: yeah, it's like highbrow lowbrow art, right? It's this.
1: Oh totally, and that's that is like vinyl and resin and like. Urban, yeah, Urban Vinyl is just that highbrow, lowbrow. It's, like, I mean, look at all the things that people are doing. They're making homages to Garbage Pail Kids and Mad Balls and, like, pretty much all the the fucking gross toys and, like, weird bootlegs that you find at dollar stores and stuff. People are are trying to go for that aesthetic now, which I personally think is kind of rad because. Those are the toys that you kind of like secretly wanted and grew up with that you wouldn't necessarily admit to like you'd show off all your Star Wars guys to friends, but you wouldn't show them like Star Wars scissors or anything like that <laughs> those those are just the ones that you kind of like secretly covet and love
0: It's excellent what people are achieving with uh with with um small run toys and and independent dudes just making rad shit like there's there's a lot of cool stuff um happening and Mm. it's it's kind of this it's kind of the wild west i mean like Sucklord set a tone and set a standard that i mean he was kind of the first rock star he's kind of he's kind of the the kurt (laughs) clobain i purposely (laughs) said kurt Cobain's name wrong he's kind of i don't know that first sort of person to like uh, sh- sh- Kurt Cobain's a terrible example. Slash, Axl Rose. Somebody a little more gaudy, but like the first person <laughs> to really like, like take take the art and then take the um, the concept of the artist and the persona of the artist and put those together and create a sense of cool and a sense of value surrounding himself to a point where he could take something that is pure shit, write the words mm-hmm. pure shit on it, and sell it for a ton of money, which is interesting and fascinating and like i don't think we'll ever get to a point again where that could ever happen where it's this uh fuck you buy my stuff this is a resin pile of garbage that i'm foisting on you um because the novelty has gone by this point mm-hmm. but uh yeah i don't know the history the history of art toys is kind of interesting because we're not it's not far in the past we're currently living it it's happening every day
1: yeah, the, the Rise and Fall of Art Toys is basically like the Rise and Fall of the Blockbuster video really. Like within that exact same time span. <laughs> that's that's kind of what yeah. we've we've seen and I mean like just the stuff being produced by all these other people that are like, "Oh yeah, I can do resin too." But instead of purposely making our figures look shitty, let's make them look really cool or like let's make let's do a bunch of crazy shit where it's like I'm going to make a mashup between comic book guy from the simpsons and jason Voorhees. and we're gonna put them together and i'm gonna do all these different colorways like i'll make them look like ones made out of root beer and all this other. by the way there's a guy out there who's doing that and they look fucking awesome so <laughs> it just it kind of works out great i think he calls them uh like worst worst summer ever or something like that and um excellent it, it's it's pretty fantastic so you see all these people just kind of like as, like aspiring to greatness with um with all their resin stuff. So it's like the whole uh I don't know. I want to say like like Sucklord's approach is very almost kind of like Andy Warhol meets um uh, who's who's the guy that basically like took off a, a urinal threw it in the in the art gallery and was just like Fuck you, this is art because I said so. Like he's just like a mashup of that.
0: <laughs> I definitely I agree with the uh I, I don't know your Urinal guy reference, but we can call him Urinal Guy for the purposes <laughs> of the show.
1: It's it's okay. I spent thousands of dollars going to art school and I can't even remember the name of the fucking urinal guy. Of the urinal guy. Ooh. <laughs> pioneered the the data movement but you know fucking urinal guy
0: <laughs> yeah fucking that urinal guy but uh i understand your your andy andy warhol because just the um the like mechanical process involved to produce these toys and the slapping one's name on it and one's uh signature essentially and then putting it out there cuz I could be wrong, but I'm pretty fucking sure Sucklord had buddies doing his resin work for him and helping him produce these toys. I mean, not at the same scale where Andy Warhol would walk into his art factory and just like slap his name on something and walk out the door, but um to a similar extent, right? Like being able to mass produce and then it becomes pop art. And I guess art toys mm-hmm. are essentially the epitome of pop art, but
1: Yeah, yeah, they're definitely modern day pop art. I mean, you still see like the standard like two D stuff, but um, I I don't know if Van like Vancouver or anything's a really good example of toy related pop art, but it's still going pretty strong in in L A. and lots of places in the states, Japan, like Singapore, Malaysia, tons of places overseas are still into like the figure pop art and all of that. So it's just we we had a, a vinyl scene like a really heavy one for a while. And then it disappeared, and I think it disappeared before the the resin toy stuff could really take off. And Mm. I think just our scene died before it even had a chance to flourish. So there's there's you and me just kind of (laughs) like trying to to grow in in these, these... desolate wastelands that never even had a chance like (laughs) there there wasn't even any soft loamy artist soil to begin with it was just we're 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 getting our hands dirty in the the dust and grime and burning ourselves chemically because resin fucking superheats to cure (laughs) man i'm all
0: gloves all the time man i ain't burn myself shit
1: i you are you take much more precautions than me then that's I am terrible <laughs> when it comes to... And it's spray paint. I'm like, you know what? I should probably wear a respirator, but I really like coughing up rainbows. That's that's my favorite part of the day. we will sp- spray indoors without a respirator, living on the edge till the ripe old age of 35.
0: <laughs> you're, you're talking about your vinyl scene. Uh, I expected your story to end with, and it died because of Funko Pop, and I kind of want to talk about <laughs> Funko Pop, because we haven't talked about Funko yeah, Pop.
1: Yeah, you know what? Let's we have not and i want to hear your take on it because my take actually changed up quite a bit over the last little while so i'll save that for later
0: you've you've had a change of heart
1: a mild change of heart
0: okay cool mild. um <laughs> i will start by saying uh, funko has done some cool shit um, outside of Funko Pop, like the reaction figures, which were born out of the whole Super Seven thing, is yep. super cool. I think reaction figures are like one of the more interesting, accessible. I I want to say semi art toy. I mean they're not. They're they're consumer product, but like it's it's a collectible thing, and it's in the vein, and it's in the style of a retro figure, and it's something that I think. Toy collectors and even people who collect art toys would be interested in. Um, so, yeah, I won't I won't talk shit about reaction figures because I think that's an excellent line. And it's kind of to the point now where it's getting milked like crazy. But that's cool. I mean, make make the Goonies if you have to make the Goonies. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Funko Pops, which uh, I don't have a lot of nice things to say about um, their characters. I'll start with the nice and then I'll, I'll end by being a dick. Um, the... <laughs> I'll start by being nice and then I'll finish by being a dick um, which that's how prom night went no wait that sounds like I'm a terrible person in fact it was the opposite my girlfriend ruined two proms whoa why am I what happened this isn't a therapy session
1: <laughs> my girlfriend was the dick she was the dick to me <laughs> <laughs>
0: Time, time out okay Alright, back to Funko Pops. So, Funko Pop, I think when they do um, non-humanoid characters, when they make like Beemo, or something that's a dragon, or Slimer, or the uh, Marshmallow Man, like all of these things that are, I guess Marshmallow Man's humanoid, I can't actually recall what he looks like. When they do something that isn't a man or a woman, that isn't a human being figure, uh, they look really cool. I think Bimo's real cute, I really do. And I'm not even that big into Adventure Time. I'ma say it. I know the whole internet loves it, but I'm I'm okay with Adventure Time. And I think their thought their Bimo was excellent. Um, so non-humanoids, so good. Their humanoids are the fucking worst. Oh my god, these like dead button eyes, and like everybody's head looks. Like a toaster, but like a cartoon drawing of a toaster and There's just nothing special or unique or interesting about them and maybe it's just the form factor, but there's they're just pure shit and I feel I feel really bad for uh, The people who were silly enough to get swept up in the hype because a lot of people got really involved with Funko Pops um, because You know, like, there's San Diego Comic-Con exclusives and, like, all sorts of figures that, for whatever reason, are worth a bajillion dollars, even though it's a dead-eyed button man with a fucking toaster head. Um, But for whatever reason, the rarity of the figure, it has insane value. But that's such a small percentage of what Funko Pop is that, like, that aspect of it, I understand, could appeal to, like, the treasure hunter in all of us. But at the end of the day, which is an expression I'm trying not to use because at the end of the day doesn't mean anything, the sentence works without it. They're just, they're just fucking beanie babies. They're just fucking beanie babies.
1: Yeah. That's, that's actually the, the, uh, the comparison I was going to bring up too. They're, they're the beanie babies of the, the 2010s. Yeah. So I, 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 I mean... I've got a couple. Uh, luckily I've got the ones that are uh the kinda like you mentioned, I, I picked up the um I think it's Jim Raynor from StarCraft and his his space marine power armor. Pretty much anything that doesn't have the the spooky dead eyes, you're you're good to go. Actually I think you can even maybe see a couple of them. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple there. I've got my 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 pinhead from Hellraiser because Yeah, like, that's that's just a a given. Um, I've got all four of the Borderlands guys. Uh, Just, well, I think the bandit actually translated really well. Uh, Yeah, anything that you can cover a face up with and just kind of give it that look, it kind of works out. Now, I started off as well just kind of being like, nope, this filth is not coming into my house at all. This is just just a cash cow type situation like they're milking these things for everything they've got and they're not my major collector thing i mean like i said i've got a couple so i can't be totally hypocritical um every once in a while you'll see a character that you're like no what there's no other figure that they've made of this i kind of just want something to represent that so for me right now i'm i'm pretty big into that that Steven Universe show there is nothing physical made for that except for a series of Funko Pops. And know what? As much as I'm gonna be like, well shit. I don't want these, I'm they don't they don't bother me, actually. I, I kinda like that little look that they gave them. Uh the thing that, that is kinda funny though is I've noticed that especially with a lot of the older collectors, um I was listening in on a a different podcast being recorded around me. I'm not going to mention what, what, or who, but uh, an older collector who I don't necessarily get along with anymore, his words exactly were, Collecting toys is over, man. Collecting toys (laughs) is over. (laughs)
0: because
1: he... (laughs) Sorry, just one second.
0: (laughs) Like, hold on, I know you're gonna... I know you're gonna uh, (laughs) say something to finish the sentence, but just, like, the quote collecting toys is over man is really really fucking hilarious but like in the same way that like existence is hilarious and this is all pointless and like the world's (laughs) gonna come to a screaming horrific death at some point we're all gonna ride the lightning and just cease to be but like collecting toys is over man is just like what a like interesting apocalyptic approach to the whole fucking world oh my god (laughs) this is fascinating Oh man, yeah, sign and, me up for this guy's this guy's philosophy course. Anyways, sorry, continue.
1: I I, I would rather you not <laughs> I would rather you not. I still want to remain friends with you at the end of the day, Logan. <laughs> That's the other thing. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna switch. Um. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna co host his podcaster.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh um but yeah, it's just it's his reason for why why toy collecting's over. And why there's there there's there's no such thing as toy collecting anymore is because there is now an accessible way for people to start collecting, and I think that's something that really bothers a lot of a lot of people
0: what a dumb and like elitist shitty way to be like yeah, yeah oh oh, it's accessible now, so everyone's going to do it. It's like so. That only means there's more eyeballs looking in bins for shit that you can't find on your own. Like, <laughs> I I welcome like the droves of people who are like, I'm done with Funko Pop. Where's like my Bucky O'Hare figures from when I was a kid? Like, yeah, it, only good things can come from the the culture growing. That's like somebody saying like, video games are dead, man. Everyone on YouTube plays video games, so everyone can do exactly. it now. It's oh, it's dead. It's like, what? No, like. It's only just beginning. Also, everything's dead, and we're all gonna die, is what I've learned from this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: good morning, Toy World. Or should we say goodnight forever? <laughs>
0: goodnight forever, Toy World. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it's it's that, like, shitty elitism thing. It's like, you know what, I got, I got made fun of for collecting toys, so know what, if people want to start doing that, fuck them, it's my thing. Like, no, you... No, come on. Like I I think it's rad being able to talk to like random people at a shop being like, Oh, you like this character? That's rad. Like what's what other things are you looking for? And it, it yeah, like you said, you can only go further from there and just be like, you No know what? I really like these He Man Funkos. Maybe I'm gonna start collecting the 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 He Man classics and then from there I'll go back and and I'll find like a really cool he man original toy, and like it's it's all just gonna lead into like doing better stuff and like having just a shitty elitist attitude about certain things about anything is another uh, another frustrating thing where it's like you see that in in like the transformers community particularly where there's so many people that are just like no. No, G1 is is best one. Anyone else is just they're they're half retarded if not all. And, you know, just don't even don't even talk to me about like, "Oh, oh, you you like the you like this character now?" No. No, the fact that you don't like my one toy is just it's such a weird playground attitude. Maybe it's because we're like 19 to something whatever, 19 to 50-year-olds collecting toys. And we just can't get out of that, like, my shit, my, mine is better than yours type situation. I just, I I don't know. It kind of, that's like the one thing that bugs me about toy collecting. (laughs) Toy collecting's over, I'm saying it here. Toy collecting's (laughs) over, man.
0: What I want to say is that anyone who thinks they're cooler than anyone else is... They're they're fucked. There's something fucked with their head. But also the yeah. concept, I, I keep like I keep like making everything pretty ethereal. But what I will say is, um, having a superiority complex because you know more about a subject or think you are the authority or think you like it more than someone else does, just doesn't mean anything other than you're a fucking asshole. And yeah. maybe maybe it's maybe it's also because Vancouver's so much bigger than Victoria. Vancouver's huge and there's a lot bigger of a community. So maybe because the community's larger, there's more room to have a schoolyard mentality on the island, it's fucking tiny. Like we're a cute little squad of a couple homies. And if there's mm-hmm. anybody like even if there's people amongst the squad that you don't get along with or don't share the same interest toy wise with you're not going to be a dick <laughs> everyone's going to have yeah. a nice conversation because what's the point in fighting about nothing like who gives a flat fuck who thinks which generation of transformers is better than another like that's such a stupid again schoolyard mentality and schoolyard conversation like my dad can beat up your dad it's just what no like
1: (laughs) yeah thank um, you exactly that's i don't
0: know where i'm going with it other than like it, it yeah back to funko pops if they're accessible and it gets people into re- remembering the joy of toys, that's fucking cool. Like if somebody, for example, finds a Funko pop of the Joker and they're like, I love the Joker. I always loved the Joker. When I was a kid, I had a Joker toy. I'm going to go find that Joker toy. And that person starts getting into toy collecting. Like that's fucking rad. Like mm-hmm. I think the concept of like going on the quest to like reclaim this stuff from your childhood for the pardon me, <clears throat> for the poor tragic souls whose parents uh, gave away all their toys to the goodwill. Like, that's a romantic toy collecting quest that I'm totally down for and I think is, is an amazing experience because imagine the joy of like finding this thing that was once yours at a time. like. And if Funko Pop brought you there, that's cool with me too. That actually reminds me, I, I was talking to a friend and they were shitting on Guitar Hero, which is so 2007 <laughs> or whatever <laughs> Guitar Hero mattered, but they I were like do. really they were like really pissy about guitar hero and like shitting on it and i'm like yeah it's it's dumb it's a rhythm game with your hands i suck at it so i'm not a fan but like who cares like if someone enjoys playing it that's good i mean good for them but better yet if that person hears music they might have never heard without that game and then is like i'm into buckethead now because I played Guitar Hero. Like, fuck yeah. Like, if something leads to something good, there's nothing wrong with it. And if Funko Pop oh, totally. somehow leads to something good, fuck yeah, Funko Pop. I'm not into you, but you keep being the gateway drug to toy collecting, man. Just do your thing.
1: So, you see, I, I, I feel that passion right now, too. It's like... <laughs> This was just seething. Yeah, I'm all fired up. In the back of my mind all fucking week, too. Just like, yes, see shit, motherfucker. <laughs> no.
0: I'm all fired up now. Let's go out and buy some fucking Funko Pops. <laughs> Let's buy some Funko Pops and
1: punch, nerds. Oh. Yeah, punch. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's just because it's not your thing, don't... Yeah, I mean, I, like, of course, we can shit on it for aesthetic reasons. Like... Yeah, a lot of the times, the dead eyes and everything don't really get that. Forced exclusivity, that's just a thing that bugs me in general, too. Um, I mean, it's it's happened a few times where it's just like, oh, this toy that I really want, SDCC only? Alright, whose dick am I going to suck to get this now? Like, thanks, corporations. (laughs) (laughs) And then another thing, too, like, you actually get one of those SDCC things, and you're like, finally, I'm part of the Cool Kids Club. And then they release the exact same thing later on. They're like, ah No. (laughs) It's just, uh, stuff like that bugs me. But it's like, yeah. If it's your gateway drug, go nuts. Have fun. Keep doing your thing. Um, and that's my reason for why I can't shit on Funko too much. Because I actually believe they're doing quite the opposite. Instead of killing off toy collecting, they are almost kind of making people step up their game. And... And getting new people involved and everything. They're keeping everything going. Which, um, you know what? Fuck, maybe I'm just a capitalist pig myself. And I just want to keep greasing that, that wheel. But you know what? I collect toys. Everyone who listens to this collects toys. We're going to keep doing it anyway. Let people have their fun. Keep doing you. Keep buying your own things. Just be cool to each other, man. Just be cool to each other.
0: Yeah, be cool to each other. Life's too short to be a
1: dingus. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Life's too short to have to worry about clearing your browser history, and life is far too short to be mean to people who share a similar passion, even though you've set your own set of rules and decided that Funko Pops aren't toys, so (laughs) they're not cool (laughs) like you are.
1: Uh. I just want to bring up the whole reaction thing as well. I I do thoroughly enjoy those. Um mm-hmm. just the fact that they they procured the licensing to make the unreleased alien toys from Kenner. Yeah. Off of Kenner. And did that then took that aesthetic even further and started releasing other things. That's super awesome. I mean, I don't have a full wall of them. My here here's my very bizarre specific rule for uh, collecting reaction toys, they need to be figures of toys that should have existed in that style at the time.
0: Yeah, so you won't go as far as to do like Nightmare Before Christmas because that wasn't of the era. Uh
1: Well, I mean, it was. It was still the 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 five points of articulation era. Ah. Like I'm. I, I mean, like I, I'm not gonna go for the. The Breaking Bad ones, or
0: uh, oh, I see, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, something because they've started doing that too, and I mean that's that's totally fine as well, but like, it's just like like the Hellraiser. Of course, I've got the Pinhead one because fuck, I clearly have a thing for Hellraiser. <laughs> um, but the uh, uh, Escape from LA, the Snake Plissken, I needed that. The the Predator that they made, I. Picked up one of those. Picked up one of the T one thousands, just because I actually had one of the counter T one thousands and or T eight hundred. Sorry, the actual Terminator himself. I just, just you know, the iconic things like
0: I, I really appreciate the, um, the uh, reaction figure line, but the only reaction figures that I've picked up are ones that I've destroyed in art toy projects. So like, I actually don't have any <laughs> kicking around. But, I mean... Really? Yeah, I, w- I would grab, like, a Voorhees and a Freddy and, like, horror movie characters, I think, but I wouldn't go so mm-hmm. far as to grab Goonies or, like, Jaws figures or anything like that, but...
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. No, it's... Actually, here's here's another weird thing, too. I'm very much, like, open up the toys, give them some air. That's mm-hmm. what they're there for.
0: Oh, yeah, and with with reaction figures too it's like those bubbles want to come off like they don't even stay on the cardboard if you put them on the wall so
1: break them out play with your toys they 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 do but those are like the only toys i keep in packaging cuz i feel oh, like the really? packaging i i know it's it's the total opposite like the packaging almost kind of Encapsulates it like kind of like the sucklord stuff, where it's like like it as a whole. This is a piece that represents a toy, even though it's got a toy inside of it. I know that sounds super fucking weird and (laughs) pretty lame, but it's it's like (laughs) it's again bringing it back to the the art history. The whole like sena pa un peep. Like this is not a pipe. It's the opposite. It's like this is a toy. This is totally a toy check it out like it's i don't know that's my weird because i i do have a couple that are open i got one from a friend who got an amanda ripley in a loot crate and was like here you go i'm like oh score i can have an amanda ripley to or sorry ellen ripley um let's did you of just alien sigourney Isolations. amanda no i i called sigourney by her daughter's name in alien isolation Oh, okay Not bad Fun That's game, okay. check it out. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I I've got my Ripley. I was like a super stoked, have my Ripley next to the alien that I hunted down. I couldn't find one for a while, and then um, he gave it to me, and it was open. It was like cracked open. The packaging was ripped and everything. And I'm I'm fiddling around with it. I'm like, oh, this is just this is a thing. <laughs> it's just kind of like an un, undistinguishable toy at this point
0: (laughs) have you um have you had any trouble with the ones you've kept in pack with the bubbles wanting to come off the cardboard Uh,
1: i've been really lucky i haven't had any any issues at all so maybe it's just
0: been the ones i've seen kicking around i mean the ones that i've purchased i've ripped open so i could quote destroy them to create um but uh I've seen I've seen a few around where it's like the bubble it's like ooh if you if you look at that bubble sideways it's popping off that cardboard so
1: <laughs> it's just going to jump out. <laughs> yeah. No, I've I've yet to have any problems with with my bubble packaging. I mean watch I'm going to check on them afterwards and they're all just going to be off the wall kind of like flopped open in there their cradle kinda like Neo from the Matrix. Um
0: Damn you Cypher. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you Cypher. Damn you. Damn
1: Not you. like this. Not like this. <laughs> um but yeah, I uh, I kinda like them. I like like toys for being the sake of toys. I'm I've got a few things that I keep in packaging on the wall just as a like, yeah, this is kinda cool as a complete part of my breakfast so i, I mm-hmm. dig it
0: yeah I'm, I'm half and half too with opening and and leaving in pack um i've got the uh sh figure arts uh power rangers mm-hmm. that uh, i intended on opening and playing with because the reason why i got figure art stuff was the posability of the figures because it's incredible <laughs> just so oh, good yes. <laughs> um but i picked them all up and then as we said before pulling a pink ranger uh, all of a sudden these toys were worth a stupid amount of money um and i hadn't opened them yet so i was like you know what whatever the the rangers can stay in their packs i mean i don't have any intentions on like holding on to toys so they gain value and then flipping those toys like the power rangers mm-hmm. i bought for me like it's not it's not a gambler an investment money wise it's just i wanted the rangers cuz power rangers fucking rule um
1: oh, totally. so that,
0: so they're still in box hanging out but then i, I didn't have the green ranger so i had uh the five original rangers and no green ranger and then i acquired a green ranger that's out of the pack so i've got a case of the the ripley's with that so he's just hanging out outside of the pack <laughs> which is cool um so i've got him posed up he's like doing a thinking pose with his fist under his chin looking rad nice. um but uh, yeah I'm half and half so some stuff stays in pack and ends up on the wall or in the display case and then other stuff gets pulled open and played with like 3A stuff you can't not pull it open and play with it like there's no point in having a, a box on the, <laughs> in the cabinet
1: yeah and there's so many people too they're just like I've never taken them out of the brown mailer box it's like oh that's awesome you get to enjoy just seeing a square with a tick on it Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. That's my that's my interloper right there. Mm, great figure I've been told.
0: The uh the obsession with the shipper boxes is really fucking funny to me. And it I don't know it, I thought it was unwarranted and then I ended up getting a figure um that had the shipping box with. Um mm-hmm. and then I went to break down the shipping box to throw it in the recycling and oh my god, that is some sturdy fucking cardboard, dude. Have you ever tried to bust one of those apart? <laughs>
1: Yeah, they use the, like, scary brass staples, like, shit they use to construct a house with.
0: It's crazy. It's like they fill all the layers of wood glue. Like, it doesn't want (laughs) to break down at all. Um, I managed to do it. I managed to do it, and I didn't hurt myself on the brass
1: brackets. That's but, good. Um, that's good.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can't. Uh, I can't uh, understand the keeping things uh, in the shipper box. I mean, if you want to keep it in the box because you intend on getting rid of it and you don't want to open it and put it on display, like what the fuck ever, like throw it in your cold storage, I guess. But keeping shipper boxes is such a such a weird weird thing.
1: It it definitely has a like a feeling of a, a flip mentality, right? Like I'm gonna buy this toy for the sole purpose of just selling it if it becomes pricey eventually um if it's not then i just have a thing in my storage unit that i will eventually forget about
0: i guess there's there's many types of collectors like at at its core i'm a nostalgia collector so i collect things that represent parts of me or parts of who i am or Mm -hmm. um Which sounds kind of haunting, actually, when I say it out loud like that. But, I mean, I'm a nostalgia collector who collects things that represent themselves. Where there's definitely a lot of toy collectors who are the toy collectors that are playing the false economy of toys and toy trading and toy money. Yeah. Which is a weird concept, too. But I guess any sort of economy will bring that, right? Like, there is a a supply and a demand for toys. And there's going to be people who are like, I have... This money that I don't need at this moment, I will buy X amount of figures, hope they go up, and resell them for more two years from now. Which is, like, Mm -hmm. the lamest. Like, that's a really shitty way to be. Um, It's just, not maybe not a shitty way to be, perhaps it's just a really advantageous, sort of ruthless way to be.
1: Yeah, it just, it, it... I don't know, I mean... It's, it's like taking something that's meant for enjoyment and treating it like it's the stock market is just kind of a, just, it's, it feels, feels wrong, man. It just feels wrong. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to bash anyone for their collecting habits, but. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I guess, I guess you have to question, question your motives. Like if you collect toys and you pay for that hobby by, uh, speculating on what toys are going to be worth something purchasing and reselling i guess that's your way to feed the monkey and that's not that heinous
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's kind of a weird weird thing to do but you know as a toy collector again can't really hate on it like you're just if anything you're kind of just making sure more toys get made so that's cool i guess um but it's just, the thing that sucks is, like, you see, like, I, again, this I'm bringing up the Transformers thing, like, going down to the the good old Toysaurus, and it's already picked relatively clean. And then you get, like, a kid that really wants, like, an Optimus Prime or something like that. Like, something that's one per case. And, I mean, I, I've got this rule where it's, like, just kind of take what you need, leave the rest. Like, if I see a, a figure that's short-packed, and, like, there's two of them, I'm gonna grab one for myself, and the other one's gonna be for, like, that kid who does want the Prime or something. But then you see people just kind of, like, come in, like, essentially just push people out of the way, grab, like, the rare figures and just leave just the hot garbage behind, and you're like, well, that kind of sucks. Like, there's there's still walls full of of these... These transformers like from Combiner Wars that are like wave one still that they just can't get rid of because people get the one, but then they're they're two per case, so the ones that get picked, they just keep getting those and they have to keep ordering more and more and then you just kinda get stuck. But again, that's that's also part of just how they ship it as well. So it's not them to blame completely. Like if we could get like if everything was one per case, then it would be totally understandable it's like okay you know you get your your figure go for the rest but like the second you add some type of rarity to it that's when you start getting the the people that come panning for gold really and Mm -hmm. like again you can even just say like oh this is a rare toy even though like when you think about it it's not it's it's something made for a global scale um, you're just kind of slapping on again, like forced scarcity to it. So this is just kind of a weird, weird, shitty way to be.
0: Yeah, I'm really happy to be to be on the island. <laughs> just yeah, like to, Toys R Us over here is a leisurely stroll. It's a very <laughs> low low key event, and like if you if you want something, hopefully it's still there, and then. You know what? They're so fucking nice though. Like if you if you're looking for something and it's not there, you're like, Hey, can you order me one? They will do mm. that. <laughs> I mean I'm sure that's you could awesome. technically technically do that at any Toys R Us, but like they offer it, they're like, Oh, it's not there. Do you want us to special order it and it'll be here in three weeks? And you're like, uh, kinda
1: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we've we we've pretty much got the like It's not here, check online, whatever.
0: <laughs> oh bummer
1: it's just kind of okay too because I mean it just it shows what type of person they've been forced to deal with and you're like yeah yeah it's okay man I, I get that I get that
0: <laughs> a mutual friend of ours was telling me a horror story about being in Toys R Us in Vancouver um, I don't remember which location or what figure was part of the story but it was basically like him going to the checkout with like the one insert name of character he could find and then the guy ahead of him had a shopping cart filled with them and he was like hey you really like uh whatever this character's name is and he's just like nope
1: <laughs> yeah no i've uh i've heard that exact story a few times um <laughs> i mean i guess there's i'm hoping there's more than just one shopping cart guy because Fuck you in particular if you're that shopping cart guy. <laughs> but,
0: yeah, remember when we were saying love everybody and embrace your toy community? If you're the shopping cart guy, full of the one rare character, <laughs> fuck you, man.
1: I also said don't be shitty to people. So
0: <laughs> yeah, we we're trying to be nice, but we can't handle it. We're just too hard. I'm like, yeah, if I see you in Toys R Us, I'm gonna knock you the fuck out, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> You stay away from my fucking one in a pack figures, man. My one pill boxers, man. Fuck you up.
1: Oh my god. Yeah.
0: I'm just going to get beat up when I come to visit you in Vancouver. They're going to be like, that's the guy who's talking all that shit.
1: (laughs) It's okay. We're going to fake him out.
0: I'm going to get run down with the
1: shopping cart. We'll we'll, we'll fake him out. We'll, like, dress the same. It's like, who said it? Was it him? Was it me? Uh, 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 uh.
0: Yeah, we do look very similar, Tony. It's kind of, kind of
1: eerie. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, I'm much shorter than you, which I think is like the saving grace. That's the, the one thing that'll.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the police don't shoot the wrong guy. It's like. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Who was who's talking shit? Oh, I was the fucking short one, I think. Yeah, that. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's one of the things I noticed, too, especially, like, when we had our kind of Christmas time after hours event with all the other, like, the Victoria Toy Collectors. It was one of those, like, there's a lot of guys in here with beards, glasses, and black shirts. That's just...
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of black shirts and beards going around, for sure.
1: Yeah. Feels good feels good yeah man <laughs> helps, <laughs> helps me good. hide
0: <laughs> just blending in with the crowd
1: exactly <laughs> the bartender's like oh you should be cut off
0: hey it's that guy with the beard the glasses and yeah. the black
1: <laughs> was he wearing a toque no i don't think he was wearing a toque ah shit okay well at least that cuts them down in half now it should be <laughs> i wish i could wear toques i just have a giant fucking head and nothing fits them properly so yeah you just gotta sew
0: two toques together man
1: Oh man, this <laughs> is a good idea. <laughs> um, again, Funko Pops bringing it back to that. Um, vinyl is here's here's proof that they actually do use vinyl, which is nice. Vinyl is very weird; like it will just stop being a certain shape on a whim, and this this poor girl's. Um, Funko Pop, uh, which apparently she, she says was kind of rare, the face just caved in on itself.
0: Oh, that sounds haunting. Like, paired with the soulless eyes and a caved-in face? That sounds like the worst.
1: Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm just assuming it did whatever drug it is that makes your chin jut out and look like you become Mac tonight. Like the old <laughs> McDonald's late-night rep uh, mascot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm just like, well, I could probably crack the head off and like, just kind of two finger jam myself up in there and heat up the front so it can pop itself out. Then I'll reshape, yeah, reshape it to, to whatever it needs to be. And it's just, it's got this tiny fucking neck. So what I had to do is remove the, the back hair piece and I've got to cut like a small hole in the back and and do that so it's becoming a bit more invasive than initially planned but should still be still be done should still be doable because uh, apparently it's one that she can't actually exchange anymore it's one that's uh it's it's out of out of print uh which is also weird because it's not an old figure it's from a movie that came out like last year so oh
0: those crazy funko pops
1: but do you want, you want to bring up your recent acquisition? You have a really cool recent acquisition. So
0: I do have a really cool
1: recent acquisition.
0: Maybe maybe today's podcast creeps into the 1 the 1 hour and 20 minute margin, you know. Oh,
1: exciting. <laughs> I'm down with that.
0: So, uh, I was talking last podcast about uh, my recent fascination with Transformers, so all of you elitist Transformers people out there, feel free to talk some shit about me, because you know what? I don't know shit about Transformers. I'm trying to recall memories from my childhood, dog, and all I did was watch the movie and started reading some comics, so fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, f- so fuck y'all, motherfuckers. Um... I got really hood there for a minute. That's, um, I... that's
1: fair. That's fair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Last podcast, I was talking about... Uh, the, we were talking about Takasa Tony and the, the knockoff Transformers and my fascination with the Transformers Masterpiece Series because they're really, really cool, but I never had dabbled... And a friend of mine was like, well, what's the one character from Transformers you loved? Like, maybe just find that one and you can have a masterpiece. And I was like, I love me some Starscream, dog. Because Starscream was rad. He was such a whiny little shit. And he was always bitching. I liked him. Um, but unfortunately, there was not one of those in my vicinity. So I got the next best thing, which is the, uh, the Hasbro MP uh, Sunstorm. So it's the same same mold as the Starscream uh, a different paint job, a much more yellow and fluorescent uh, mm-hmm. white, red, yellow combo uh, jet.
1: It's it's pretty glorious. It's like it's almost kind of like a highlighter yellow, isn't it?
0: It's it pops. Um, and then there's also flames painted on the jet in like a more of a gold color. Uh,
1: whoa, which is whoa, weird. whoa, 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 Park the car. It's got flames. <laughs> It's got flames.
0: It, uh, Holy shit! It's got some flame action, um, which is strange, as I am not okay, normally a, f- a flames kind of guy. But it does look very cool.
1: Neat. Okay, because can... every every picture I saw of it, I've I've never seen the flames. So, oh, that's actually like nice and subtle. I I can get behind that.
0: Yeah. So there is some nice and subtle flames going on. Uh, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was really fun. It was kind of nightmarish and, uh, it was, it was like, a, it was like having sex on a burning pirate ship while I was trying to like... <laughs> transform it because so much was going on and at any moment i could fuck it up and we're dead um but transforming him was kind of fun the instructions that came with sucked so much ass i was i was like okay cool thanks thanks arrows that tell me nothing uh so i looked up a youtube video on how to transform and i transformed him successfully from plane to robot Um, very cool very fun uh, and then I transformed him back to a plane, and then back to a robot, and I've, I, I, bro- I broke him a little bit. It what? <laughs> I, I, I may have broke my new toy a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Which no, you know what? I'm not bummed at at all. Which is why this story is so funny because breaking a masterpiece Transformers sounds like oh that that fucking blows. Like you just you broke this amazing work of transformer art that sucks. Mm. Um, Like museums have special people who like repair paintings when they get damaged. Like we're going to find you that transformer guy (laughs) and everything's going to be okay. Um, But what broke off was this tiny little flap, this tiny little flap. And it's maybe, uh, maybe the size of like a nail clipping. Like it's a very small, little flap and the best part is is i have no fucking idea where it came from i cannot find the spot on the transformer where it broke off from so in my mind it's not broken i just threw that little bit of plastic back in the box and i'm not going to worry about it ever because if i can't see it then it's definitely not broken and that tiny little flap has no hindrance on it staying together or being able to transform but i'm fascinated and, and confused because like where the fuck did this tiny little flap come from so
1: it's just so it's not a load-bearing flap is is i guess what you're
0: saying no it's it's some sort of aesthetic flap but i don't know where (laughs) it's weird at all
1: now here's another suggestion so so sunstorm's very yellow and you said it's Mm -hmm. about the size of a of a nail clipping Mm-hmm. here's hoping it's not just some super grody, like, factory worker was clipping their nails <laughs> on break, and it just kind of flew off, like, when you're clipping your nails, and then they go missing, and they're like, what, well, fuck, it's it's Jesus take the wheel, like, it's, this isn't in my hands anymore. It flew into your transformer, and then you, tra- you changing it, and it just, like, had so much time to Just kind of like yellow and 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 soak up the the grody, (laughs) and you just you're playing with this this guy's fucking janky fingernail. (laughs) You're like, where does this go on my toy?
0: (laughs) Where? Uh, Shit! Factory worker's janky fingernail. (laughs) It's
1: it's like the toy equivalent of pulling out a hair from your meal. Just. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ooh. Well, I'm not gonna lie to you, Tony. That's a very real option. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Could be a thing. Or I'm just fucking with you. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> my poor transformer. It's made it worse. I oh man, I've had so many encounters of breaking toys too. Or is this especially like right after right out the box, where it's like. You know, maybe I shouldn't have pepper-grinded the the waist joint, but you know, <laughs> wasn't wasn't gonna work any other way.
0: <laughs> Sunstorm, he looks really cool. I'm super into him. Yeah. Uh, maybe one day I'll track down a Starscream and I can pass my Sunstorm back on into the transforming world of toy collecting um cause it's one of those things do I want to end up with a bunch of masterpiece transformers or do I just want to have one or two pieces you know what fuck mm-hmm. it I'm gonna collect everything ever I don't give a shit <laughs> just yeah. p- pile it on no it'd be it'd be nice to have a starscream just, you just gotta do what feels right yeah. at the time I'd like to pick up a starscream and uh, sound wave and sound blaster look great I know they're just recolors of one another but
1: mm-hmm. sound blaster comes with rat bat and that's, that's pretty true. Solid. He does
0: come with Ratbat, I'm told I'm told wow. that a lot of people purchased it for ratbat and then just got rid of Sound Blaster.
1: yeah actually that's that is true I'm sure I'm sure finding a sound blaster just on his own probably wouldn't be too hard and or
0: um, it would probably be pretty inexpensive as well so I'll keep my eyes open because Bat, I mean people making fake Bats on the internet dog to Casa Tony or whatever yeah it's <laughs> a to soccer Tony. <laughs> So exactly.
1: Me. Actually, okay. another another fun little fact about the Soundwave masterpiece um, on the whole: uh, the cassettes that fit in him are the exact same size as the G one cassettes.
0: Okay, so you can use old school toys in your new school toys.
1: Yeah, exactly, and vice versa. So you can throw a masterpiece, Ravage, into your G one Soundwave or. You know, as you so please. There's one really cool uh, third-party cassette that they made, and it was only seen in the cartoon. And it's this little scout that Soundwave ejects to like pick up a crystal because he's worried it's gonna blow up or some shit. And it's it was just in the cartoon. They never had any toy. They just kind of were like, "Fuck it, draw it, make it happen, send it to print, do it." And do it live again. Fan, do it live. Fuck it, do it live. We'll write it. We'll do it live. And they—they they just never made a toy. Everyone's like, no one's, no one's gonna give a shit about this tiny little thing that you see for maybe a minute. They, they, they were, they were wrong. <laughs> they were wrong. <laughs> Transformers wrong fans were. waited fifteen years to get this, this little, little guy. And there's, I think there's two third-party companies that have made them so far. So I, I got my hands on one of them and it's pretty great. It's just this stupid little dinky <laughs> little car thing with a, a like a clipper hand. And th- that being said, you can throw that in your masterpiece sound wave too. It is kind of nice. Sweet. So,
0: That's awesome. I like
1: how they've, I like how they've kind of kept that for everyone too. Cause you know, I, I like having that bit of interchangeability between everything.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, tune in next week when we talk about all of the other stuff we didn't get a chance to talk about today um is there anything you want to say to the the people listening at home tony before we uh before we pack it up pack it in
1: well let me begin uh first off i want to say go out and buy yourself a funko pop we're not (laughs) sponsored by funko pop by the way but not uh, a sponsor not a sponsor buy one anyway you know you're gonna
0: not a sponsor buy one anyway (laughs) (laughs) alright cool well uh, thanks for tuning in guys thanks for listening Um, it's been good having you it's been nice talking about uh, anti-elitist mentalities and uh, remember Pokemon for Yu-Gi-Oh! is a notoriously bad trade catch you next time